I'd like you to turn to page 818 in the Pew Bibles or turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Page 818 in the Pew Bibles, and that should be 2 Corinthians 4, if I'm right. And I want you to look at the very last verse of the chapter. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Now that's interesting. We tend to fix our eyes on what is seen, but we need to fix our eyes on what is unseen. And in fact, I think the world oftentimes is craving for those things that are unseen. Look at the rest of this. Now we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Meanwhile, we groan, longing to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling, because when we're clothed, we will not be found naked. For while we're in this tent, we groan and are burdened, because we do not wish to be unclothed, but to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. Now it is God who has made us for this very purpose and has given us the Spirit as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. That last sentence especially is very significant. Now it's God who has made us for this very purpose and has given us the Spirit as a deposit. It's interesting that he's made us specifically for that spiritual purpose. We could turn to Romans 8 this morning and look at a passage that says that all of creation groans longing for the fulfillment that God is to reveal in the last time. All of creation groans, it says, for fulfillment that is essentially spiritual. And this passage says that we also groan, long for the heavenly dwelling which is to come and which is in fact spiritual. It sounds to me like there's an awful lot of spiritual craving that is going on. Now that's also interesting because I think there is in many ways a bad rap that spirituality gets in our society. Listen to this. On Friday of this last week, eight medical personnel from the International Assistance Mission, a Christian-based NGO, were found shot dead by Taliban gunmen in northeast Afghanistan. Police found the bullet-riddled bodies of six Americans, one Briton and a German. The Taliban have claimed responsibility for killing ten people, including two Afghanis, in addition to the eight foreigners, after the bodies were found in dense forest in northern Afghanistan. And in fact, the, the Taliban has claimed responsibility for this. It says that they found Bibles among these Christian medical workers, they classified them as Christian missionaries, and so they shot them. On November 18, 1978, Jim Jones, who shared a loose connection to the Churches of Christ, planned for and carried out the mass suicide of over 900 people, including numerous children, by convincing them to drink cyanide-laced Kool-Aid. Many of us, of course, remember that event. I can remember where I was when I first heard it. 
Since 1977, there have been over 40 abortion clinics that have been bombed in the United States, the vast majority of which are associated with groups who are loosely connected with right-wing Christianity. 40 bombings since 1977 on abortion clinics. On May 18, 2010, it was reported that a teenage Jehovah's Witness who was crushed by a car as it crashed into a shop died after refusing a blood transfusion in hospital. Joseph McCauley, who was 15 years old, was airlifted to hospital from the incident in the West Midlands in England, but later died that day. The schoolboy who received abdominal and leg injuries told doctors at Birmingham's Selly Oak Hospital not to give him a blood transfusion because of his religious beliefs. Clive Parker, an elder at the Kingdom Hall, where Joshua went, along with his family, said that Joshua was, was conscious after the accident and made a stand on the blood issue. And he died. I don't know if you've heard of modern geocentrism. It's the belief held by some uh, groups that the earth is still the center of the universe as described by classical geocentric models. Their belief is often based on biblical verses. This belief is directly opposed to the modern belief that the sun is essentially the gravitational center of the solar system and that the location of the earth is not privileged. Modern geocentrists, who are almost exclusively Christians, subscribe to the view that a literal reading of the Bible contains an accurate account of the manner in which the universe was created and requires a geocentric worldview. In other words, the earth is the center of everything and everything revolves around the earth. Modern geocentrists point to some passages in the Bible which, when taken literally, indicate that the daily apparent motions of the sun and moon are due to their actual motions around the earth. I'm not surprised that the world sometimes is a little bit hesitant about spirituality. In fact, if you're not a Christian this morning, I would think some of the things that I just read would give you pause. Because there is an awful lot that has been done in the name of spirituality in our world that is, to describe it plainly, really bizarre. Not at all where I think we would want to be. And that poses a huge obstacle for us as Christians who are in fact spiritual people and want very much for God who is spirit to work among us and to do something significant in their world. I can understand though the world's hesitancy. Sometimes the irrationalism that exists within Christians even and others who are spiritual is really remarkable. I don't know about you, but while I want very much to be an alien and stranger here in one sense, I don't necessarily want to be a kook. And you kind of have to go there with some of the irrationalism that's present within spiritual people. So we've got a huge obstacle that we have to face with respect to spirituality. Now, at the same time, what's remarkable is that in our world today, there is a huge movement towards spirituality. And there are, in fact, lots of people who are open to the notion of being spiritual. So, for example, when Robin and I got home from our holidays over the last week and a half, we got home, and she went to work. When she got to work, 
for four hours, her workmate, she works in, a, in an office just with another girl. There's several other people, of course, in the, in the company, but they just have a, an office to themselves. So there's two girls in the office, and, and the one that Robin works most closely with, she, for four hours, continued to pepper Robin with questions about the Bible. She wanted to know about the Lord. She was asking spiritual questions. This is a girl with no spiritual background. Her husband has no spiritual background. In fact, is quite atheistic. But the girl wants to know. And she's not just acting, asking the questions because she's kind of curious. She's asking because this is really interesting to her, this whole notion of spirituality. Well, that doesn't surprise me. We find in our world today a real openness towards spirituality, and it's very possible that you've experienced that. I remember very clearly driving with a friend of mine a couple of years ago, and he turned to me and said, you know, there's just something missing in my life. And he and I had a conversation about that. We continue to have conversations about that. I think it's, he's right. There is something missing when that spiritual component isn't there. I remember very clearly when Andrea Milner started coming here. I remember, Andrea, how you told me how you got here. Andrea was on her way to a Buddhist temple, or I think it was a Buddhist temple, one Sunday morning. She got there, and it was closed. So she decided she would go back home, and on her way back home, she happened by our building and saw our sign, and it said service at 1045. And she looked at her watch and said, well, I'm right on time. And so she came in here. And there's no doubt that that's prompted by a spiritual search, a spiritual openness, people seeking something that they don't have. And that doesn't surprise me any more than it doesn't surprise me that some people would be so spiritually antagonistic and look at those of us who are spiritual and wonder how we ever got that way. It doesn't surprise me that people would be there seeking spiritual things because of how God has made us. Listen to these words. Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. One obvious point is that humankind bears the image of God. And the rest of scripture speaks to this idea that human beings have about them something that longs for the spiritual. And so James said during the Lord's Supper this morning, there are people everywhere who seek God. Exactly right. Makes total sense. Psalm 42 says, as a deer pants for water, my soul pants for you, O God. And that's written by the believer, the one who is a a Jewish follower david writes that longing after god but it applies not just to david as the jew but it applies to david as the human being who i think longs after god so clearly humankind bears the image of god and is spiritual but then secondly being in the image of god puts humanity on a different plane than even the rest of all creation that groans all creation groans after spirituality in some sense romans 8 tells us that but then human beings of all, or greatest of all, because they're made in the image of God long after something spiritual. I believe that to be true. And I believe that that opens up our world and those around us to a message 
that we have that is oh so very spiritual. We're not going to go into all this detail today. But isn't it just a fact that we claim as Christians that Jesus is the chief source of spirituality there is? Isn't that what we claim? Andy, do you believe that? I believe you do. Like, I think you believe that Jesus Christ is the source of spirituality. And if I went around and asked the question this morning of many of you, is that true of you? Do you think that Jesus is, in fact, the source of spirituality? The source. And I think he would say yes. John's nodding his head because he believes that to be true. And I do too. But our world has options. And although we can shout loudly and live powerfully that we think that Jesus is the spiritual source for all of humankind, the world has so many options that are available to it, which means that if we're going to have the impact on them that we really want to have for Christ, our message and our example has to be clear and above all other examples when it comes to living out that kind of of spirituality. Now you know and I know that there are things that get in our way constantly. But I believe that each person here has beating within them this sense of spiritual longing. And the world works away at it. It whittles away at us. It makes us be what we don't want to be. It changes our focus and takes away from our intentions that spirituality that's there. But God longs, I think, for us to focus at that place and to have this message available to the world. Now, we have been for weeks talking about the fact that that the world might say to us, bring it on, church. Tell us what it is that's compelling. Call forth Something out of yourselves that will make us want to have what you have. And I think this whole notion of spirituality is one of those key ingredients that will have a huge impact on our world. And so authentic spirituality seems to me a place that we need to go. Are you there? Are you there? That's the question for the morning. Where is your focus? And I just want to to ask the question. When you go home from here today, what will be the kind of things that you'll think about? How will you spend your evenings this week? How will you spend your days? What kind of conversations will you have with the people that you're around this week? Will you... Be open to the possibility that there are people around you who are also open to spirituality and can you bring yourself to even have conversations with those people who are on perhaps a spiritual search. I hope you're open to that. I hope that the spirituality that's reflected out of your own life will be a powerful witness to them. That you can say something that will help draw out of them something which is already there, this latent spirituality that I think so many people in our world long for. That's all I want to say.
there is a latent spirituality within human beings and we have the truth about this spirituality, we have the opportunity to bring that into people's lives. We need to do that for God. Let's pray. Holy Father, we thank you for the blessing we have this morning of being your children. You have created us as spiritual people who long after you. Father, my suspicion is that there are many, many people in our world who have given the opportunity could also seek you as they find in Christ a profound spirituality. Help us, God, to be willing to open their hearts and lives to that profound spirituality that was in Jesus and can be theirs as well. And help us, Father, to live out this kind of spiritual existence before you. Let our eyes be focused on you. Set our hearts on things above, not on the earthly things. Draw us near to you and fulfill that spiritual side of us that you have placed within us. It's through Jesus that we pray. Amen.